0: Hello and welcome to Wellbeing. I'm Graham Wilson. A little while ago we looked at macular disease and Julie Herity is the CEO of the Macular Disease Foundation, a role she's held since 2005. Julie, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Graham.
0: Now just a quick recap on what we were talking about last time. It's very important to have regular eye tests and you can just go along to your optometrist for these but ask for a macular test. Is that right?
2: Absolutely,
1: it's really important to take care of our eyes, just as we do every other part of our body for health and to make sure that you know we really can um, know that our eyes are in top-notch condition. Because a macular disease occurs at the back of the eye, not at the front of the eye. It's not with your glasses; it's the back of the eye. This is where disease takes place. And as we mentioned, I think before, Graham, the two major diseases are macular degeneration which occurs um, primarily in older Australians, and diabetic eye disease, which occurs, its highest prevalence is in working age people, but it does occur in, in everyone, right up to older Australians. And macular disease affects your central vision and not your peripheral vision that remains intact but your central vision which is responsible for your ability to see faces, to drive, to read and all those things that are for quality of life and independence. A very important disease to know about and very important to have an eye test for early detection because early detection Graham, can save your sight.
0: What are the symptoms?
1: Well look any, any changes in your vision, you should never ignore. And I'll talk firstly about macular degeneration. So some of the symptoms of macular degeneration can be difficulty with reading or any activity that requires fine vision like threading a needle. You, you just can't get it through and yet you were able to prior to you know, a week or, or a couple of days. Distortion where straight lines suddenly appear uh, wavy or bent, like you're looking at a Venetian blind, and and the waves that dis- uh, the blind is distorted. You know golfers have told me they've been out on the golf course and the flagpoles suddenly look bent. Distinguishing faces becomes a problem. You know faces are just sort of like not blurry, but like a foggy look in the middle. And dark patches or empty spaces appear in the centre of your vision. They're the key ones. But I have often people will tell me that they needed so much more light to be able to read or do things with fine vision or sensitivity to glare. But Quite a few older Australians have told me decreased night vision. You know, I suddenly had trouble driving at night and poor color sensitivity. But primarily, it's this distortion, distinguishing faces and dark patches or empty spaces. Now, that, that's, that's primarily macular degeneration. With diabetic eye disease, it's really important to know that the longer you have diabetes, the higher risk of diabetic eye disease. So what happens in diabetes is people get their diabetes under control. They've had an eye test and they go, yippee, oh, my diabetes is under control all these years for five years. Why do I need to go back and get an eye test? One of the critical risk factors is the length of time you've had diabetes. So you must have regular eye tests.
0: What is that relationship between your eyes and diabetes? Can you explain that a little more?
1: Well diabetes the, the same principle is occurring at the back of the eye as in macular macular degeneration you know these rapid growth of blood vessels in that macular area and that's why now the treatment that we have now got on the pharmaceutical benefit scheme that we use for macular degeneration is exactly the same as the treatment now for, for diabetic eye disease or diabetic macular edema and as, as we know in macular degeneration is this blood vessel, fast blood vessel growth that impacts in the retina area at the back of the eye.
0: Now, you've been the CEO of the foundation uh, since 2005, I think it is, isn't it? Correct. And in that time, you've noticed a lot of change and of course awareness is one of them but we need to keep talking about that and this is why we're talking about this again today and towards the end of the program we want to talk about a a really neat little thing that the foundation is doing to raise awareness but also there's a lot of research being going on in that time isn't there can you tell us what treatments are available? Well
1: look there, to, to discuss that, we need to talk about, first of all, with macular degeneration, there are two types, dry and wet. Now, dry is the very slow form of the disease, and you know, over time, it can cause a vision loss. Dry macular degeneration can also turn to wet macular degeneration, and wet macular degeneration is very dramatic, it's very quick, it's very fast, and it's very rapid. We now have treatment, over that 10 years, um, Graham, there's been a dramatic change in the landscape of ophthalmology, and we now have a very effective proven treatment for wet macular degeneration, which is an injection in the eye, which goes on for long time. There is no ending point with this. Um, At the moment, that is what we have, but it's very effective and it saves sight. We do not have a treatment for dry, but diet and lifestyle Underpins both. So if we practice good diet and lifestyle, we're really hoping that we can reduce our risk and slow down the progression. But in terms of treatment, the major treatment for is for wet macular degeneration, which is an anti-VEGF. Now, this anti-VEGF, it's it's an anti-blood vessel growth factor. So as I mentioned before, at the back of the eye, there's a sudden growth of blood vessels, and this injection. Pr- flattens that blood vessel growth down again, so it's not impacting on that macula. Very effective, very quick. In diabetic macular edema, where diabetes get also this particular issue at the macula, the same thing is happening. An injection of anti-VEGF has really, really changed that landscape of supporting and helping people with um, diabetic macular edema. So we at the foundation have now committed um, almost $3 million to research over the last five years we've been having a research grants program and what we really hope is that we can progress treatment, especially for dry because we don't have anything in that area, but progress treatments that are, are less They are a big, big burden for people um, and it is is a cost, although it's on the PBS, there are other costs associated with the diagnostic um, tests. But what we hope is to invest in research to find more answers for this disease.
0: Now, you talk about sudden changes to your vision. Is it always sudden?
1: Not with dry. It's for dry macular degeneration, it's slow and for Diabetes, it can be over time. So that's why that eye test, where someone else can look in the back of your eye, is so, so important. Um, but the wet is very dramatic and very quick. So, one of the things that I often talk about is the use for macular degeneration, is to make sure if you're over 50, that you have an AMSLA grid on your fridge and these are available free from the foundation and it's just a square with horizontal and vertical lines and a dot in the middle and you place it on the fridge, you leave your reading glasses on, stand a normal reading distance back, put one hand over one eye and check that all the lines are straight, there's no black blotches or empty spaces and do the same with the other eye. Very easy to do, put it on your fridge and having a cup of tea, just stop and do it. Now, the reason why it's so important to do this between visits to your ophthalmologist if you're having injections in the eye or if you're just over 50 is because the brain is very clever and if there are missing patches or black blotches in your vision, the brain can often make up the the gaps and you don't realize that you've had a bleed at the back of the eye. So it does not replace having regular eye tests but it is a very good little tool to use at home in between those visits to eye specialist or your um, optometrist or ophthalmologist just to check that there's been no changes in your vision and of course if there are just do not ignore it you know many many calls that I've taken on our helpline to the foundation of being that people have said well look I thought I'd wait and go when I go and get my next script at the dock or when I get my glasses checked I'll, I'll get that checked please never ever ignore any changes in vision
0: so it's about reacting quickly to it isn't it so that you can stop the damage or slow the damage at least
1: Absolutely, and with all chronic diseases, it's about being aware and then um, early detection. Because the earlier that you you get in to have your sight saved, the greater the chance of saving sight. So that's really critical. And we know this with many chronic diseases. You know, you you don't leave things. You 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 actually act upon them now. And optometrists are now very well trained. To, um, to identify uh, disease at the back of the eye and to know that to get people to the ophthalmologist very quickly if it's wet macular degeneration or diabetic macular edema. And we've had many cases at the foundation. One was a, a fisherman who was out fishing and um, he rang and he said, oh, I'm not getting off this boat. I'm, I, the horizon was all wonky. It was going up and down. and It wasn't the sea level. And he was determined. He was adamant that he was not getting off that boat. Well, I'm pretty determined. In person too <laughs> and so ultimately he did get off the boat, he went to see his optometrist that day that we arranged an urgent appointment and by 5 o'clock that evening he had an injection in his eye for wet macular degeneration and his ophthalmologist said had you not come you would not have been seeing those fish wow. that you were catching um, which, it was, which was his livelihood so you know <laughs> It's just that moment in time of acting and that is such an important message. Early detection can save your sight.
0: Very personal story. While we're speaking of personal stories, we're happy to be joined by Ruth Cameron who has macular degeneration. She's on the line now. Ruth, thanks for joining us on the program. My pleasure, thank you. Can you tell us what your story is? You were diagnosed, and this was just out of the blue, wasn't it? You've gone for a regular eye test your regular optometrist wasn't there but somebody else was?
2: That's right luckily it was a, um, a young person, um, up to, I'm not saying the uh, normal optometrist wasn't up to date but certainly a young eager um, person who um, did my um, normal check for, for my eyes uh, because I wear glasses and um, quickly said I think you may need to see um, an ophthalmologist straight away I have a feeling that you May have macular degeneration, but I want to check straight away, and so I was referred very quickly to a, a local ophthalmologist in Gambia, Trevor Hodson. Um, luckily, you know he well, he was available, and um, macular degeneration was uh, diagnosed in my right eye. Um, and so, just as it's been outlined already, um, that early detection was. Um, Amazing for me, and the ability to be able to get into an ophthalmologist very quickly, um, because that's when the injections in my right eye began, um, and I don't think it would have happened probably quite so quickly if it hadn't have been for that um, for the good work of that uh, optometrist on that day.
0: Ruth, had you had any symptoms prior to this?
2: No, okay, no. not that a I was aware of. Mm. Um, but then, you know, um, I hadn't been listening to information about macular degeneration or of those diseases because I understood um, wrongly, as I, as I now know, that it was um, something that affected elderly people. Um, and I certainly, eight years ago, didn't consider myself in my um, mid-50s as being elderly. Yeah. Um, so it could easily have been overlooked by me because um, i wasn 't aware of uh, of the disease and how it could affect um
0: of all ages. So you had the wet type that uh, Julie's been telling us about that yes, can be yes, treated yes, with so, injections. So, so what what's yes, that nice. like? I mean, people who haven't had an injection in the eye, I mean, it's bad enough getting an injection anywhere else and people would think, ouch, an injection in your eye? Tell us about that experience. It, uh, your
2: reaction is similar to um, many people who hear about injections in the eye. Um, let me just say... Um, you really have to trust your ophthalmologist <laughs> because right. it's not, a, not something that you look forward to. Um, but you do have an um, anesthetic injection in your eye first um, and that's probably worse um, or a little bit more painful than, than the actual um, macular degeneration injection. But that's the same as any um, pre-med, if you like. It's always a bit ulchy at first. But certainly somebody who's um, good at it, if you like, and, and does it on a regular basis as an ophthalmologist, has a technique and, and is very caring, and um, and so it's not so bad as it, as it sounds.
0: Did and you... when you know
2: that it's going to um, keep your vision as best it can, then it's worth it.
0: Yes, did you have any prognosis prior to having the treatment? Did they say to you, well, this is this is what's happening in your eye and uh, this is what's going to happen to your sight if you don't have this treatment?
2: Oh, yes, yes. I mean... Um,
0: How bad was it?
2: Um, no, it was early detection. So luckily for me, um, I was, of course, uh, given what can happen, will happen, may happen, um, because... I'm an educated person so I ask the questions and and I think
0: whenever you have any
2: chronic condition uh, then you need to know what's ahead um, how perhaps it might affect your lifestyle Um, and since that first um, diagnosis and the first treatment um, I have
0: now macular degeneration in my left eye
2: so I have in both eyes um, and I have injections in both eyes. Um, and because I'm only young, then I think you need to look ahead and think, well, how is this going to affect me? Uh, what resources are available? What information is available? Um, as, as most people do when they find out they've got something, because everyone's got something, um, and learn to, to live with what you've got. It's better to know than not to know.
0: And did you find that information was readily available?
2: Um, I think the information is available once you once you know that you need it. Yes, and so I've seen um, at uh, Lucendale Field Days and that um, you know trade shows. There's there's information, and certainly um, as was mentioned um, by Julie, you know there's information available from from the um, uh, Macular Degeneration Association as well. I do a lot of um, research online. Because we can, but it was interesting um, how uh, Julie outlined that as you go along, you know, uh, sunlight um, is ve- is much brighter, and sometimes, you know, when I walk out of, say, the marketplace um, a- into the into the sunlight, I can't always see people, and um, because um, I'm a marriage celebrant and I've married lots of people over the eight years that I've been diagnosed. I often just smile and say hello to lots of people because I can't see their faces properly in the sun. Yeah. Um, and certainly decreased night vision is evident. But because I was detected um, in the early stages and I've received treatment and information, then my eyes are still quite good. I, I still uh, drive, I volunteer, I work. Um, I find when I'm reading that I need a bright light over the over the top so that I can see clearer but other than that my idea is to lead as normal life as possible really and until I actually started um, talking to the media in the last couple of weeks about my situation a lot of my friends and the people in the community had no idea that no. I, I had macula um, but are pleased that I've spoken out and they of course have gone and had their eyes checked which
0: is a good outcome, I think. Wonderful. Julie, um, how important is community? I mean, the kind of thing that Ruth's doing now and speaking out and people sharing their experiences, how important is that from the foundation's point of view?
1: It's the most powerful message. I mean, I, as CEO, can um, do a million radio interviews, but Ruth's story is... It just really sends the message home. That's why I'm so grateful for her doing it. it, it people can identify and understand. You know, Look, I didn't have time, or yes, I do go and do the um, to get my eyes tested, and all of the things that that make up us as human beings, and 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 the things that you think about. Um, you know, I can continue to drive and read, and 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 Ruth's story is so positive, so positive. That that's just really gold to be able to share that. And it really from the, and I look at it almost like a a line, a a line of continuum from the, for people who have got absolutely no symptoms, are age 50 and over, running around after grandkids and doing your work and all the things you do, eye test and practicing all the good things you can for your eye health. Right up to, okay, early detection, you have been diagnosed with macular disease. Then up to treatment. Treatment can be challenging, and I'm very, very interested to hear Ruth's story and how, and, and being honest about the injections, and you know, it can be a little bit of a with the anaesthetic, but as she said, most people we talk to really do find it becomes almost routine um, and not, not as, as challenging as one would think. And then up to those people who have lost vision, and I think it's important to talk about that for people who have what we call. Um, you know, genetic um, macular dystrophies. So therefore, they've gone blind in their early years, um, or other other diseases. There is an enormous amount of help available now, and that's come about because of changing technology. You know, iPhones and iPads have now got accessibility features on them. All the things that sighted people use are now absolute gold for those who have vision loss and it's a matter of learning and knowing about it and getting the training and being able to not be frightened of it in a way so there are all the aspects of this disease macular disease that we feel is so important to talk about to share the experiences and to raise awareness because You know, saving your sight is just so important. And and coming back to what Ruth said about she had it in one eye, her right eye, and then she got it in her left eye. Now, 15% of people who have wet macular degeneration um, do get it in the other eye. And you can then see how important it is to have got early detection in one eye and save sight because if you lose it in one, your other eye then becomes even more more um, um, important because um, if you lose it in that eye, then you've, you could technically have legal blindness. So. All of this being alert, using the AMSA grid, knowing the diet and lifestyle changes that you can make. Don't smoke. Um, Tell your children if you have macular degeneration because there's a 50% chance of them getting it if there's a genetic um, component. So um, age, smoking and a family direct family history are the risk factors for macular degeneration and of course diabetes for macular um diabetic macular disease so there are so many messages we have to get out there but the key one is have that eye test never ignore any changes in your vision and make sure, make sure that you're doing everything possible to look after your eyes. And one of those things could be to ring our foundation and get a free information kit um, on diabetes and macular degeneration um, with our free AMSA grid and that's by ringing one 800 709 one 800 709 and for those people that have vision loss, we have some wonderful guides like all about AIDS and technology, um, the low vision pathway, family, friends and carers, how can we support them? The publications are all free. For those that have vision loss, we also have audio. And so please ring and get your free information kit. Um, That's really important because we're here to help the community. Um, to save their
0: site. Now, another way you want to pr- get the message out is with a photographic competition, of all things. Tell us about this, the My World Photographic Competition, M-E-Y-E. Yes, look,
1: this is a fun way, we thought, and it's been going for six years now, it's been amazing, we've got Ida Buttress, our patron, as um, one of the judges, and Rex Dupain, it's just fantastic, um, if everyone's got photographs, everyone takes photographs today, you know, like if people take photographs of their food, I haven't, because um, <laughs> I've never seen to do that, but I love it, people are taking photographs of everything and everyone and this, this is to raise awareness of macular disease in a fun way the value of sight and this year our theme is see my world so if you've got photographs that portray that theme of see my world just enter it it's a digital competition so you can just enter it online and um in 30 to 60 words or 60 words or less tell us how your photograph um portrays that theme see my world and enter very easy it closes on the 18th of October so we 've only got a couple of weeks and just take the time do it and the prizes are amazing we 've got eight thousand dollars worth of prizes with included is a cash prize of three thousand dollars four categories and open just general public, macular disease community, healthcare professionals and junior under 18 and if you're a member of the macular disease community and you've got low vision and you're a bit challenged by doing this online, just ring us and we'll help you and and work out a way to get your photograph in the competition
0: That's wonderful. We haven't got much time but Ruth uh, can you tell us about some of the photos you're putting in? This is for the current competition is it?
2: Yes it is, yes. I saw it advertised in the local paper the Border Watch and um, I've lucky to have traveled quite extensively and i'm really happy that i have been able to given that you know one day i may not um see things so clearly and so i entered uh, five photos in the competition one um magnificent sunset um up in the north of australia of um a beautiful beach and my husband's outline uh, as he's fishing beautiful colors And I think, too, with macula, it it gives you lovely memories as well with photos. I've been to South Africa because I've always wanted to see giraffes in the wild, so I had this beautiful giraffe looking out over the world at a very different height than than we are. Over in um, Western Australia, a lovely rock formation. There's some stunning stuff in, in Australia and scenes around the world. And, and I've always enjoyed photos. Before digital came in, I had 65 photo albums. And it's lovely to look back on photos when your sight is, is failing or when you can't travel and remember those funny hairdos or those parties or those places that you've visited. <laughs> and so I saw this as an opportunity to not only show the photos that I've taken, but also to get the message out about
0: Macula. It's wonderful. I mean, a photograph... You don't often associate with people who don't see 100%, but it's very important because it also draws attention to the things that we do value and our site is so important and what we can do to save it. And this is the message we're trying to get out today. Many thanks to both of you, Ruth and to Julie. It's great to have you both on the show
1: very much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for your time today. I've been talking to Ruth Cameron about how she manages her macular disease and to Julie Herity who's the CEO of the Macular Disease Foundation. The Foundation's telephone number is one eight hundred triple one seven o nine. 709 That's one eight hundred triple one seven o nine. or you'll find them online. The website to enter the photo competition is myphotocomp.com.au That's M-E-Y-E photocomp.com.au. I'm Graham Wilson. Thanks for listening and all of us at Wellbeing wish you well.